This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday, November the 15th, 2022. Yeah, it's still winter out here in the Midwest. It's a little chilly. We had some more snowflakes falling from the sky. It is uh, November 15th, by the way. What do you expect? Hey, thanks for joining us on the Firm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't subscribed yet, run over and drop in your email address. We'll send you a notice once a new episode drops. I've got something a little different for you today. Rather than talk about the top five headlines, I want to share with you a little bit of the information that's come out recently about how the midterms turned out the way they did. And this is very important for us to realize, to do a little bit of a debriefing after we had such a disappointing midterm election. But the numbers are starting to trickle in, and I have something for you here that I'd like to share with you to give you some insights, some ideas of how we can learn from some of our mistakes so that when the next election rolls around in 2024, we can address it very clearly. Sometimes the Republican Party is not the best at messaging, and we need to realize where, we need to realize where our blind spots are. So let's talk about it. These are the numbers that came in, and this is uh, very important to understand. This is an article that I picked up on Fox News. Gen Z stopped Republicans' expected red wave. Here's how GOP can win over young voters. If the GOP wants to win in 2024, it's time to stop ignoring Gen Z voters and start persuading them. Republicans must pay attention to their concerns and wake up. One week after the 2022 midterm elections, Republicans want to know what happened. Why were expectations about the midterm so completely wrong? How could a deeply dishonest and unpopular president score one of the best midterm outcomes in recent history? Like a great many Republicans, I am deeply disappointed, having hoped to see Americans deliver a well-deserved rebuke to a party in charge of all three branches of government, a party that set inflation soaring and sowed the seeds of recession. There is much finger-pointing underway. Many blame former President Trump for endorsing flawed candidates, prioritizing personal felty over GOP victories. Some have dumped on Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell for failing to support Trump-endorsed candidates. There's a lot of chatter on social media about the need to get out ahead of the ballot harvesting and mail-in voting, which helps Democrats. All those complaints are valid. But another reason that the polling was so inaccurate and that so many critical races swung to Democrats is the growing importance of Gen Z voters, which appears to have been completely ignored by the GOP. An estimate 27% of eligible voters aged 18 to 29 turned out to vote, compared to roughly 20% of young voters who typically participated in elections in the 1990s. Not only did Gen Z show up in force, they overwhelmingly picked Democrats by a 28-point margin. That preference was close to their vote in 2020, which went 
62% Democrat, and only 32% GOP. This is important, especially because this group, which now accounts for about 10% of eligible voters, will continue to grow. In 2020, their votes totaled almost three times the number cast just four years earlier when they reached voting age. Pollsters discounted young voters' turnout, as has been their custom, even though the Gen Z crowd has showed up in 2018 and 2020 in history-making numbers. An insider poll, for instance, had Dr. Mehmet Oz leading John Fetterman in Pennsylvania's crucial Senate race by three points in late October. They had assumed only 10% of voters under 40 would participate, despite that group constituting 25% of the electorate in 2018 and 28% in 2020. In other words, two prior elections show Gen Z is different, pollsters should have known better. More important, it would also seem that Republican leaders ignored the youth vote, which it turned out was pivotal to Democrats winning key races. In Pennsylvania, for instance, Gen Z voters backed John Fetterman by a 46% point margin. Gretchen Whitmer won the race for governor of Michigan in part because Gen Z backed her by 29 points. Can Republicans do better in 2024 election? First, we have to understand what drives Gen Z voters. In his press conference, celebrating his unexpected success in the midterms, President Biden thanked young people and said they voted to continue addressing the climate crisis, gun violence, their personal rights and freedoms, and the student debt relief. That is probably a fair summary. Republicans rail about the indoctrination that young people are receiving from woke universities and schools, and they are right, but we will not fix left-wing academia anytime soon. GOP candidates must develop positions on gun violence and climate change that show them tackling those concerns rather than dismissing them out of hand. Republicans need to realize, as I recently did by talking to a young mom, that the horrific school shooting massacre at Evaldi Parkland or Sandy Hook terrify parents. Kids are taught what to do in the event of a school lockdown. Parents say they don't want their children in first-floor classrooms because they are so vulnerable. This is real. The GOP must have a plan to keep our schools safe. On climate, Republican candidates could learn a lot from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has embraced a pragmatic approach in protecting his state from the ravages of warming and rising sea levels. More broadly, the GOP must develop policy solutions on climate that are thoughtful and don't clobber our economy, as Democrats' approach will do. Gradual changes in our energy mix make sense. Virtual signaling moves that drive. Electricity costs through the roof are not. On abortion, Republicans need to respect the, the will of the voters. Most Americans think abortion should be legal and available with some limits. That's where the GOP needs to be. Few people agree with extremist laws, like one passed in New York that allow abortions in the third trimester. That's what Democrats hope to enable nationwide. But passing laws that ban abortion altogether is extreme. Even voters in blood-red Kentucky showed they do not approve of that approach. If the GOP hopes to win elections in the future, party leaders and candidates have to broaden their appeal, including reaching out to young voters via social media. They need to become TikTok savvy and tuned into what Gen Z is talking about. 
There is an opportunity here. Young voters will soon become disillusioned. They will discover that Joe Biden's blatant attempt to buy their vote through student loan handouts was a sham. He knew, everyone knew, that the president does not have the authority to spend as much as a trillion dollars without congressional approval. They will also soon recognize that Biden's reckless climate agenda will push their cost of living higher. They will understand the link between Democrats' wanton spending and higher interest rates, which have put home purchases out of reach for millions. Gen Z has come of age at a peculiar time, characterized by a brilliant tech revolution and a profound labor shortage. Currently, many are being laid off at Meta, Twitter, and other tech firms. They begin the maturing of a generation that demanded perks from desperate employers and from school administrators too cowardly to confront social media warriors. Meanwhile, the GOP has to work on informing and persuading these voters if they want to win in 2024. Okay, so that's very important for us to understand. And now let's listen to a couple young people talking about this on Fox News. Let's listen. More young voters are heading to the polls. According to the Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement, say that five times fast, about 27% of Americans aged 18 to 29 cast a ballot this year. That's the second highest youth turnout in any midterm. It seems low, but historically it's high. But with the majority of young people saying they get their information from social media, could there be a dangerous impact from that? Kale Ogunbor and Melissa Dagama are both campus reform correspondents and Gen Zers and join us now. Thank you both for being here. Kale, let me start with you. Uh, we see the numbers, and, and in fact, we'll, we'll mention this too. Uh, the, the, your age group in 2022 went overwhelmingly for Democrats as well, over 11 points higher for Democrats than Republicans. Where are they getting their information from uh, when it comes to who they're voting for? Uh, as a Gen Zer myself, I can easily say that most of my generation gets our, inf our information from social media. Um, not as much cable news, not as much newspapers, not that many major publications, but a lot of people giving their random opinions on the internet, like Twitter, and for some people, Facebook, I guess, uh, Instagram, and so on. And those institutions lean very left, so I'm not that surprised with the way my generation came out to vote uh, last Tuesday. Colleagues, a tick. Unfortunately, I tried my best not to give them some kind of credit, but that is very true, yes. I've just heard, I've, I've heard the kids talking about it, so I had to ask. Uh, let me ask Melissa, uh, for you as well, how about, if they're getting it on social media, what's the conversation like? Because uh, what, what, uh, what Kayla said, uh, Kale said, is true. 48% of young adults are getting their news from social media, 21% from news websites, cable TV's at 7%. So it is social media. What are the messages they're seeing? I think that the Republican Party has been labeled a certain way. They've been labeled fascist, transphobic, sexist, racist, and all of these labels have worked against us. I think identity politics has played a huge factor in how the Gen Z demographic has voted in the midterm 2022 elections. And I also think that college campuses have a big part and are extremely influential in how 
young voters think. I think as we see on Leadership Institute's campus reform, we see that these students are being indoctrinated and not educated. They're not um, un understanding the basic concept like the foundational documents or basic economic concepts to be able to apply them and actually vote for things that are truly important to Americans. Uh, Kale, on that note, so on social media, it's overwhelmingly left of center, but the educational experience young people are getting today moves them in that direction as well, right? Absolutely true. It's, it's really hard to be a conservative or anything center right on campus uh, right now, especially I would say since the reversal of Roe, which happened in June, which is, I think, a tangible moment where people in my generation decided that we are going to come out to vote in a political election that has nothing to do with the presidency. Um, so I would say that at college campus, social media are big aspects of it, and specific political issues that social media and our college campuses push for, which is the pro-choice agenda or the pro-abortion agenda when it regards to the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Interesting point. Melissa, while uh, Kale was talking, we were showing videos of politicians on TikTok, uh, making, you know, TikTok videos and things like that. Does that work? I mean, I look at that and go, who falls for that? I mean, do, do young people look at that and say, oh, these politicians are cool, therefore their policies must be good? I think that because of the ignorance and lack of education of the Gen Zers, um, they do fall for this tactic. That is enough for them to, to gain interest in the Democratic Party. This has an appeal to them that it may not have for any other demographic, especially since we see their online so often. And along with the fact that they're pushing for an agenda that takes off accountability and it's just something that's comfortable or convenient for Gen Zers, but doesn't really help the rest of Americans, like weed legalization, access to abortion, um, open borders, they're not realizing the true issues that are affecting mm. most Americans because they're not living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point as well. Or student loan forgiveness, which is probably never going to happen because it was unconstitutional, but it sounded really good to a young person who doesn't want to pay their loans. Wow. Uh, Kale and Melissa, thank you both uh, for your insight today, for being the exception to your generation right now. Uh, keep up the courage where you're at. Appreciate it. Okay, so this is very important that we, uh, we realize and not uh, bury our head in the sand to realize what the real problem is and where we need to shore up our failures. And that is in the uh, young people, being able to present to them a, a very clear message that doesn't alienate them from the issues that they're concerned about and to frame them in a way in which they can understand. Some of them are very difficult, such as the climate change and some of the other issues around free stuff that they've been uh, indoctrinated with or been really uh, weaned on, given by the government. So we have to explain why that's not such a good thing to, to, to uh, go down those paths, what the end result can be but it needs to be framed in a way that makes sense to them and that they can accept. And I think the more, as they mentioned, uh, the more disillusioned they get as they see their cost of living going up, they see that Biden's uh, forgiveness loan was just, a, was just a sham, that it never really materialized. It was just uh, a scheme to get them to vote uh, Democrat. You can only go so far by telling lies, and when people, regardless of their age and their ignorance, sooner or later they're going to wake up and realize that what they're telling you is not truthful, and maybe you might want to look elsewhere. So I just wanted to bring that message to you, uh, realize what the issue really was, 
and where we need to shore up uh, going into 2024. Right now, everybody's piling on uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not the only issue, but it was very much an issue of the wrong targeting and forgetting about a very important voting segment, which is going to be a growing number. as the Gen Zs and the millennials. The young people are going to make up the future of this country. And we as uh, GOP, as conservatives, as libertarians, we need to be able to reach that segment of our society if we want to have any hope in the future of our great country. All right, that's your message for today on the Affirm America podcast. I hope you take it to heart and share it with your friends. It's very important that we learn and that we move forward, not to be disappointed, but learn from our mistakes and take action. Have a great rest of your day. God bless everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.